Well, our friends at uh, NCSY have announced an NCSY teen essay contest open to all 8th through 12th grade students. Uh, It is on the topic of uh, unity and diversity, what I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. And with us live via telephone, a pleasure to welcome the International Director of NCSY, Rabbi Micha Greenland, back to JM in the AM. Rabbi Greenland, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. A pleasure to be back. Thank you, Rabbi Nechum. I appreciate that. Before we get to the essay contest, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, curious people out there, including myself, about how things are going during this school year for all the NCSY programs, and obviously you're following programs happening all around the world. I get that, and probably I would assume things are different in certain places compared to others. But what can you tell us about uh, in-person programming, about things that are happening both during the week and on Shabbos to help NCSYers around the world? It's really been an incredible emergence year. Um, definitely, we have we have uh, in-person programming happening happening pretty much everywhere um, in in all all corners of uh, of the United States and around the world. Um, and that wasn't really entirely the case last year. We were we were running a lot of a lot of virtual programs last year um, in in-person regional Shabbatones, which are our hallmark of our programming. Uh, were not really taking place last year. There was an entire one year between uh, between April 2020 and April 2021 that we weren't running any in-person regional Shabbatonim. Wow! And there's a tremendous spiritual toll that I think our community t- took takes as a result. Um, and uh, and and it's been a, a a a breath of fresh air to thousands and thousands of teenagers. Around uh, across the United States and around the world, who have who have just desperately needed those those sorts of experiences, are things very different depending on where you are? And I'm not asking for details. You don't have to go through every state and every country's regulations. But I would assume that in some places, what you just described happens easier than in others. Uh, there's no question. We do have we do have a, a national medical committee that that uh, that still is uh, is advising. On policy, um, so we have some policies that are in place everywhere for for overnight programming, um, and, uh, and and definitely there are some places in the country where they're wondering why are we still doing that, and uh, and other places in the country where they think we should be we should be even be more stringent than than the policies that we have in place, or we're doing we're doing the best we can to to navigate a, a middle of the road path that allows us to run safe. And inspiring in-person programming, and uh, and and still be sensitive to the reality that that uh, there is a there is a a, a contagious virus that is that is uh, that is make, continues to make its rounds. Rabbi Micha Greenland's with us, international director of NCSY. Plus, I, I would I just from what I know about NCSY, very often you rely on local synagogues, especially the larger ones. Uh, for cooperation, for partnership, etc. And as we know, you know, different synagogues have different policies and different approaches to all of this. So I would guess that uh, as uh, as as complicated as this whole thing has gotten for people, you know, in all aspects of community and synagogue life, uh, I, I would guess that uh, each individual community and synagogue has to be worked with and dealt with to come up with the best solution possible. Uh, it's without a doubt the case, and it's true of schools as well. Right. Some, some schools right. have have uh, have policies that are that are more more stringent, and others more lenient. And and uh, and we really try to be in step with the 
with with the the uh, the standard in each local community um, as we as we set up programs. Uh, particularly when it comes to a, a regional gathering of, right. of kids, let's say from ten or fifteen different schools, um, it it uh, it would hardly make sense for us to to do that in a way that's that's uh, significantly more stringent than the schools in those communities or significantly more lenient than the schools in those communities. So there's been a lot of communication. It's been an ongoing ongoing project for all of our staff people around the country to be in constant communication with their with their local rabbinic leadership and educational leadership and lay leadership to ensure that we're uh, we're we're running programs as safely as we can, uh, but we can get things get things done and still be able to uh, to to provide the necessary inspiration, social interaction, education to all the kids we're working with. You're international director of NCSY. A lot of people were skeptical that NCSY could actually take this model outside of this country, and they were all proven wrong. Um, give me an example of where things are flourishing, a country or a town, city, somewhere on this globe, where all of us listening would be shocked to hear that there's a vibrant NCSY presence. Uh, well, there's there's been an incredible recent recent uh, expansion of our programming in in Argentina, wow. um, where Buenos Aires summertime there now, um, and, uh, and they've been running a series of summer trips, um, including summer trips from for, from uh, from Argentina to the United States, as well as summer trips from Argentina to Israel. <laughs> and there are a number of students from a recent. Uh, Argentina NCSY trip to Israel, um, who who were so inspired by the experience that they decided to spend the next semester in a yeshiva or a seminary. Um, ten students from a recent uh, recent larger trip than that um, decided to extend their trip and spend a, a, a semester studying in Israel. These were graduating graduating twelfth uh, graders. And, uh, and and as we speak, there are there are ten Argentinian NCSYers who are who are uh, studying in the yeshivot or seminaries in Israel as a result of of that summer trip. Summer was was uh, was, was was December, but summer trip of uh, of Argentina NCSY to to Israel. Pretty amazing. So pretty. Uh, it is. It is a really uh, an, an inspiration for uh, for us, and a reminder that there are Jewish communities around the world that that uh, that need what NCSY has to offer the the inspiration and the social interaction um, that that can be a shot in the arm, uh, which is so so desperately needed always, and particularly in the last uh, in the last couple of years where those have been hard to come by. Rabbi Micha Greenland's with us. He's international director of NCSY. You've announced an NCSY teen essay contest, and we're encouraging uh, students and parents, everybody out there, to encourage the uh, uh, all the um, A through 12th graders uh, to participate. It's called Unity and Diversity, an NCSY teen essay contest open to those in A through 12th grade. It's a 600 to 800 word essay on the topic of unity and diversity. What I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. Um, there's a, an opportunity to win a scholarship toward an NCSY summer program or a gap year education program in Israel with first prize being a $3,000 scholarship. Tell me about the development of this essay contest. What's so remarkable about this idea is that it was entirely donor generated. Um, there, there was a, an incredible Jew in Chicago named uh, Mr. Les Sutker, Oliver Shalom, who, who called me up a couple of years ago 
um, and obviously has since since passed. And and uh, and he said, "I've been a donor to NCSY for decades, um, and I have an idea for you." And uh, and his idea was that we should launch a an, an essay contest that 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 allows kids from all over the country to participate in something um, that that brings them all together, uh, where they're all writing on a similar topic. And uh, and he said, I, I would want to fund the prize. Um, and his, his commitment at the time was, he said, I'm 98 years old. Um, I, I, uh, I'll fund the first five years of the prize. I can't promise after that. And I want, you, I want to write you a check in one shot because uh, who knows what will come. Wow. Um, and uh, I, I love the idea. He was a very special person, and uh, and and we we launched we launched the contest um, based on that concept, um, and uh, um, and 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 really uh, um, weeks before uh, this is going to be the second year of the contest. We launched it last year, and weeks before the launch, he uh, he, he passed away at the age of ninety nine, and and uh, um, a, a really really special individual but something that that uh that now now gives him a legacy and and uh and as his wife his wife Yibata told him who should continue to live and be well um it's something that that uh, that they're providing to the community as a as an opportunity to allow kids to write on something meaningful and uh and potentially um earn themselves scholarship dollars towards towards a meaningful experience in turn Essays can include lessons about your Jewish life and commitment you learned from those of either different religious background, different generation, or simply a different perspective you never thought of. How do you take a, a difference and make it meaningful? That is the background question to the teen NCSY teen essay contest of unity and diversity, where I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. They have to submit your essay by April the 30th. Um, so how many were there a lot of submissions last year? Were you impressed with the response last year? Um, it was incredible last year. We were about, had about 60 submissions, um, some very, very impressive ones, and, and ultimately we chose three winners. Um, and, uh, and we launched this, this contest only about a week ago, and we already have over 30 submissions this year. Wow. Um, but we, we really, the goal is to have as many, as many participants as, as we can, and, and the committee has to read hundreds of essays, and they'll read hundreds of essays. Um, it, it really would be wonderful if... Uh, if all your listeners who know a Jewish teen in grades 8 through 12 um, would would be interested in participating, more information is at ncsy.org slash essay. That's the website, everybody, that gives you the opportunity to fill out the form and to upload the essay and to get the information and to, to look and see exactly what it is that they're looking for in terms of the question that needs to be answered. The scholarship toward an NCSY summer program or gap year education program in Israel, first prize $3,000, second place 1500 and third place 500 Submit the essay by April the 30th, and as you heard, it's generously funded by the family of Mr. Les Sutker and Yabad Lachai and Mrs. Ethel Sutker, every uh, piece of information you need at ncsy.org slash essay, ncsy.org slash essay. Students out there, take this upon yourself. It's a really, really great exercise and a wonderful opportunity uh, to win something valuable. And parents out there, encourage your students 
to get involved. Go to the website, ncsy.org slash SA. Rabbi Micha Greenland, it sounds like NCSY, even with all the challenges, is having yet another amazing year. Uh, big congratulations on the essay. Hopefully you'll get a tremendous number of submissions in addition to those you've gotten already. And continued success on this uh, on this year. It's a big, big challenge for so many people in so many different organizations. And for some reason, it seems that you and your staff have risen to this challenge over the last couple of years really well. And that should continue. Uh, Amen. Thank you so much, Nachum. A pleasure. A pleasure. I'm Micha Greenland, International Director of NCSY Essay Contest, ncsy.org slash essay, and you're listening to JM in the AM.